Back when I did my grading series in September on the podcast, I got a ton of follow-up questions, and a lot of those I answered back in episode 100, so you can check out that where I kind of answered a lot of your questions, but one of the big ones that I kept seeing over and over and I kind of knew needed to be its own entire episode was asking for help with how to grade formal lab reports, because if you're listening to this and you're a science teacher, you know, they take forever. And my answer to all these people was, I don't grade them because I don't assign them. Now, I know this may sound wild, but hear me out. There are a lot of things like formal lab reports that I think we just do as secondary science teachers because it is how they have always been done. But when you sit down and really think about it, are all the things you're doing really beneficial to your students? Because see, here's the deal. Once upon a time, I was a very tired and very overworked teacher. I was consistently the last car to leave the parking lot. And I felt like even when I was at home and not at school, I couldn't truly disconnect from work. Teaching had become my life and not just my job. And this led to a serious amount of self-reflection that ultimately caused me to entirely reassess how I did my job until I got to the place where I was able to do it in only 40 hours a week. And that's what led to, you know, writing the Secondary Science Simplified Virtual Professional Development course and what eventually led to me starting this podcast. And I tell you all of this so that you can have context for why I'm doing this potentially controversial episode about why I decided to ditch formal lab reports and how that impacted both me and my students because I was very, very tired and I needed to make very drastic changes in my classroom in order to sustain my career as a teacher at that time. And so that's what we're going to dive into in this episode. Are you ready to hear more? Let's get into it. This is Secondary Science Simplified, a podcast for secondary science teachers who want to engage their students and simplify their lives. I'm Rebecca Joyner from It's Not Rocket Science. As a high school science teacher turned curriculum writer, I am passionate about helping other science teachers love their jobs, serve their students, and do it all in only 40 hours a week. Are you ready to rock the time you spend in your classroom and actually have a life outside of it? You are in the right place, teacher friend. Let's get to today's episode. So in this episode, I want to talk about why I ditched them, how it benefited me outside of the obvious and that I'd had less to grade, how it also though benefited my students, and then kind of what I did instead. So we're going to cover all of that today. So first, let's dive in more into why I decided to ditch formal lab reports. Like I said at the start of this episode, I was just exhausted. And while there were many things that were contributing to that exhaustion, one of the main factors was how much I was grading. And again, that's why I've literally done an entire series on grading because I see this so often in other teachers too. This is a very common problem. And I think it's really just because when you see a hundred plus students a day, 
you simply cannot feasibly grade all of the things and actually do this job in your contracted 40 hours a week. And so when I was looking at how overworked I was and I was evaluating what was sucking the most time and thus the most life out of me, one of the big things that came up was grading lab reports specifically. And so I asked myself, why am I doing this? And again, my answer, which yours may be different, but mine was, well, I'm doing this because this is how science classes have always looked for me. Like in high school and college, this is what we did. This is what my coworkers down the hall are doing and how they're running their classes. This is how I've always seen science classes run. You do formal lab reports. I just realized that wasn't a good enough reason for me to keep doing them. You know, a good reason that you may have is you may be thinking, I am doing this intentionally to teach my students critical thinking and scientific writing skills. And if that is your reason, then that's great. But that was not mine. Because then as I was thinking through this, I was led to asking myself another question, which is, how can I continue to teach my students critical thinking and scientific writing skills? while also eliminating formal lab reports so that I can majorly decrease how much I'm grading and reclaim some of my life and still prepare them with the thinking and writing skills I want them to have to be successful one day if and when they have to do this again in a you know post-secondary education setting. Okay, so these are all the things I was thinking as I went through the why. And I eventually just settled on, I don't have a good enough reason to keep doing this. And I can create these skills other ways, which we'll talk about at the end of this episode. But the first thing I wanna share with you before I get to that is how this ended up benefiting me and my students. So of course, immediately, it created a huge decrease in my grading time. Just knowing I wasn't constantly having a stack of lab reports, I needed to get through basically all year long on the corner of my desk. Because I'll be honest, at the point that I stopped doing lab reports altogether, I was only doing one formal lab report a semester per prep. Okay, so I was really only doing, each class is only having two a year. But think about it, like when you have five preps, that means I'm doing I'm collecting and grading formal lab reports five times per semester. That's basically once a month. And as you all know, these often take one or two weeks to grade on top of all your other things. So it just felt like I was constantly having lab reports to grade, even when I was only doing like two a class a year. Okay, so it got rid of this huge stack and this huge just weight that I always felt on me. Like I always had more lab reports I should or could be grading at this time. And I found that in the last year that I was doing formal lab reports before I ditched them, y'all, I was like speed grading them so much that I wasn't even really giving my students great feedback. Like I was just doing it to get through it. So then again, like it brings me back to the why. What's the point? If I'm not even giving them like great feedback, what is the point of this? And so I decided to focus on quality and not quantity. And so once a year, I did do a formal lab report in some of my classes, not all, but in some, you know, if you have my biology curriculum, you know that we do this sanitizer and soap lab investigation at the beginning of the year. We design the lab from scratch, and then I have them formally write it up. I felt like this was a good thing to do with like a freshman science class to kind of kick off, you know, their high school career and doing a lab report because it felt like a very standard thing you should do. Now, 
when I teach this to my biology students, I always preface this assignment to them by saying, this type of scientific writing is something you're going to be expected to do in every science course that you're ever going to take the rest of your lives, which is why we're going to take the time to do it once. And we're going to do it really well and really thoroughly. And we're going to spend a lot of time on it. We do several drafts. There's a lot of back and forth feedback. I block out significant class time to do this too. Okay. But then that's it. Like I gave those biology ninth graders all that I had, 100% energy on it once a year so that I could be like, I have really done this as best I could and focus on it. And then I just let go. I let go on focusing on teaching my students these skills through a lab report and was like, I'm going to do it another way. And I can't tell you how much of a burden this released for me. And again, it, it didn't, it wasn't just me. It benefited my students too, which I'll get to in a second. But I just want to encourage you, like, I wasn't doing that in every single class I was teaching. Like, I wasn't even trying with my eighth grade physical science students because I knew I was going to have them all in ninth grade biology anyway. Like, I'll hit this hard too there. You know, some of those upper level science courses, not going to worry about as much there, especially the electives. Like, I'm not going to worry about it. AP biology, we were doing so much technical writing anyway. I can talk about that at another time, but like, they were kind of a different entity, but again, like I, I knew I could hit them there if they really, really needed this. And I just felt like it wasn't necessary in these other classes. And so I set myself and my students free and they were super grateful because here's how it really benefited them. One thing I realized when I really thought about all of these classes I've taken, you know, in high school and college, and then in graduate school, all these science classes. Every single teacher and professor I've ever had has had a different way that they've wanted me to write a formal lab report. So there's really no right way to formally write up a lab. There's not like one formula that it's like, we have to teach our students in high school this formula because when they get to biology in college, they're going to need to know how to write a lab report this way. And so I thought that was really interesting because like we put so much emphasis on writing formal lab reports. And when really our students are going to be expected to accommodate a variety of different styles and preferences for how to do this in the future for their future professors or, you know, bosses or whatever. And so I was spending all this time and energy doing something and teaching them to do something that like really isn't as cut and dry as I was making it out to be. And was something they were going to have to do a lot of different ways in their future education careers. And so it really wasn't benefiting them as much as I thought that it would. Even the other science teachers in my school were having them write up their lab reports differently from I, what I was expecting. So it's not even like I was preparing them for when they had Mr. Harrington after me because like he was going to teach them a different way anyway. And so what really happened too was I found that the pressure of the lab report was taking the place of making the lab like a more enjoyable learning experience too. Because my students were so focused on this performative task of writing up their findings exactly how I wanted to hear it or, you know, exactly to match the rubric that they weren't actually going into lab to learn and understand. They were going into lab to check off the boxes and figure out what they needed to have enough information to write an introduction, to write a, you know, a hypothesis, to write the procedures and do their, like, it was just becoming so performative. 
And I feel like when I just took away the fact that there was not going to be these formal lab reports they were going to be writing, lab day then became became like not about getting the right answers, but it became about truly like doing the science and seeing what happened and being okay with getting, you know, quote unquote, bad results, because there's no such thing as bad results. Like there's always something to analyze and learn and assess our errors. And I just feel like it freed them and me up so much. Like the pressure was off of me and it was off of them. Like it wasn't about getting the right data and writing it up perfectly. It was about learning how to think like a scientist. Okay. And so I just feel like it freed everyone up so, so much. Now, what do I do instead? Like I mentioned at the top, a good reason to do lab reports is to teach your students these critical thinking and these scientific writing skills. But my question for myself was like, okay, but can I do that another way? And so here's what I found practically for how to kind of, you know, make up for the fact that I'm not having them write these formal reports anymore. First is that my, my students still do labs. You know, we do, honestly, we do more <laughs> now that I know I'm not going to have to grade all this stuff like after the fact, you know, and then every lab kind of looks differently. They don't, not every lab that I have. And if you all have my ASM rocket science resources, like, you know. Not every single one is this super like cookie cutter, like read this, answer introduction questions, write a hypothesis, you know, walk through your materials and procedures, make a graph, collect data, make a graph, write an analysis, write a conclusion. Like a lot of them are different. A lot of them focus on different things. Okay. So some do have them really writing a hypothesis every time. I mean, they all always have the collection of data and graphing. Our kids will never have enough graphing practice, I swear. And I'm so grateful for, you know, Excel and Google Sheets, like and how they can do all this on the internet now, but like they still need so much practice with this. So every lab definitely has that. But you know, some labs, I don't have them like read an introduction. Sometimes I'm just asking them questions and I'm leading them through the like background information myself. You know, sometimes they do write up a formal analysis in the lab. Sometimes they just get analysis and reflective questions that they're going to answer that way. You know, it's not always just in paragraph form. Sometimes I have it like all numbered out. So we're still you know, writing hypotheses. We're still creating graphic representations of data. We're still analyzing our findings and seeing how we made errors and how we could combat those in the future. And we're still, you know, writing conclusions and claim evidence reasoning statements. Like we're doing all that. It's just more informal. They're not having to write out every section of every lab every time. They're never having to take, you know, the lab pages that I give them and type it into a formal report. But they are always making graphs and analyzing data in every single lab. And even like with labs in general, I'm not always collecting labs. Sometimes I collect the lab, sometimes I don't. So this is like outside of even talking about them doing a formal report. I'm not even always collecting them. Sometimes we just swap with a peer and we kind of discuss instead and we kind of like self-correct each other's and look for things that maybe our components they missed or things like that. But if I do collect a lab, One of the things, and I've talked about this in my grading tips in the past, is like I only choose a section or two to grade, and that way I give them really good feedback on that one thing. And it's still so much faster than like me grading an entire lab or a formal report. So, and I don't tell them. 
I don't say like, hey, this time I'm going to grade the hypotheses that you guys write and your conclusions. Like, I don't tell them that. They don't know. So they have to try their, you know, actually try on all of it. But I'm just going to spot, like, check the rest that they tried. But I'm only going to read those two sections. Or I'm only going to read their analysis section this time and really give it really good feedback. Because, again, that goes back to one of my initial reflection points was like, I was so like over grading labs and lab reports that I wasn't even grading them and giving them good feedback anyway. So now when I really focus in on one thing, it just makes it so much easier for me to give them that good feedback. Listen, I would just much rather put the focus on the thinking skills I want them to develop than the writing skills. And it's not to say that the writing skills aren't important, but they're still having to learn how to write out these things. You know, they're just doing it in a slightly more structured format, okay? I just cannot tell you how much making this change transformed the culture of the lab days in my classroom. The pressure was off of students to write down all the things and to, you know, get the right answers, like I said. And they just cared so much more about doing the lab and considering whether or not their data made sense than getting it right. And I do a bunch of other things in my class too in order to engage them and practice critical thinking and writing skills without just doing labs. Like I love Pogle-inspired, you know, instructional resources for these guided inquiry learning activities. I love doing, you know, just activities and creative writing assignments and so many other things to stretch their thinking outside of just like a traditional lab or even a traditional inquiry investigation where they're designing this thing from scratch and writing up the whole thing. Like, yes, I still have those in there, but it doesn't have to always be a formal report. Yes, there are benefits to writing those. But when I really assessed what I was doing in my classroom, I found the benefits of ditching the formal reports far outweighed the cost of keeping them, both for me and my students. And here's one last note I will say, specifically for like AP Biology. When I taught AP Biology, we kept like a lab journal. They had like a composition notebook and they wrote up like all their things in there. But again, I gave them like a lot of grace on this. Yes, I had kind of like a structure and a format we kind of walked through. And I just said, hey, like just to give you guidelines, here's how I would have you do this in your lab journal. But like your future professors are going to treat this differently. So just be on guard for that. But I had them practice writing in there. But again, the way I graded it really took the pressure off to be perfect. And it was more like, I just want you to get to practice this a lot in this class. Now, another thing about AP Biology is like, you know, there's this, there's certain amount of labs that they encourage you to do. And I didn't have the supplies or resources or time to do all of those. Like, and so I was really encouraged when I went to AP Summer Institute that my teacher really said, you know, really focus on doing like four, like one per quarter of these AP biology labs, like exactly how they're written up and do them as well as you can. And have your students like really dive deep on those. And you can do a lot of other supplemental replacement things for the others to still kind of get the point across. And that really set me free too. I think hearing from someone who had been teaching biology for 40 years and AP biology for probably, you know, 12 to 15 at that time, like it just really set me free. So I want to encourage you in that too. And I hope that, you know, when you're listening to this, the last thing I want to leave you with is like your reasons for doing formal lab reports may be different from mine and you may have more valid reasons for doing them. And I think that's wonderful. I am just sharing this because for me personally, I did not have great reasons 
And it just become one of those things I felt like I had to do rather than something I had intentionally chosen to do to really benefit my students. And I found that letting go of that pressure just kind of changed everything for me and them. So I hope when you're listening to this, you don't find this to be like prescriptive, like me being like, you have to make this change. But I hope that it does cause you to be encouraged to make changes in your classroom that are best for you and your students. Because ditching formal lab reports was one of those things for me. And also remember, like, maybe you just try it next semester, like no formal lab reports this semester and just see how it goes. Like see if it does benefit you guys. And then if not, like you can bring them back next year. I think oftentimes we just don't, we're too afraid that we're going to like ruin students by not doing something with one group of students. And then we never really like experiment with trying to do things differently. So this might be one of those things that's worth doing. Now, last point I'll make, if you're like, But Rebecca, you include like formal lab report guidelines and stuff like in all of your units. I do include that because so many teachers have asked for it. Like I know that so many teachers are doing formal lab reports all the time. And so I try to include resources to support you if you are doing that. But I'm just saying for me personally, it just wasn't worth it. So I hope that sharing my experience helps you and maybe causes you to at least at a minimum kind of evaluate why you do what you do and, you know, maybe stretch your thinking to think about doing some things differently if you find that they're really, really draining you as a teacher. And I've mentioned a couple like, you know, other blogs and episodes, especially those grading episodes um, throughout this episode. And so if you want the links to those, just go to it's not rocket science classroom.com slash episode 105 and you can grab those there. And reviews, guys, I'm loving reading your reviews. They're such an encouragement to me. Um, so if you listen and love the podcast and you haven't left a review yet and you hate grading formal lab reports, today's your day. I hope that you are motivated out of your hate for grading formal lab reports Hope that this episode, you know, maybe set you free from that. And in your thanks to me can be that you leave me a review to let me know because I would love to hear from you. It really does make all the hours spent recording, writing these episodes, recording these podcasts. It makes it worth it when I hear that it actually is helping you guys and it's encouraging you and maybe setting you free um, from some things that we've overcomplicated as secondary science teachers because the hope that is that this show helps you simplify them. So leave a review if you haven't yet. All right, teacher friends, that wraps up today's episode. If you're looking for an easy way to start simplifying your life as a secondary science teacher, head to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash challenge to grab your classroom reset challenge. And guess what? It's totally free. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you here next week. Until then, I'll be rooting for you, teacher friend.